Hi. Hi. <laughs> My name is David Brothers. And this is Sebastian Lenares. Um, just really quickly, because it's our first podcast. Um, who am I? I'm an 18-year-old. I'll be heading to George Washington University to study international relations, and that's pretty much that. And I'm Sebastian. Um, we're both outgoing um, high school students. We're going to college. I'm going to Michigan State. Mm. And we're both very interested and concerned with the direction that our society and our country has been taken on for the past couple years. Yeah. And we are here to provide analysis, context, conversation on the issues that are going on today. And just so you know, we're, we're pretty left, um, but we also, we're, we're also not Democrats, you would say, right? Yeah, sure, no. We're certainly not, here, not partisan actors. We're not here to tell you, you know, that all everything this party does is good and every, or everything this party, it's not, it's not the sort of... So it's kind of like if you're tired of bullshit um, and, and, and you hear the motivation behind what everyone's saying, you, you know that when you come here, we're just talking shit. And we're just trying to get to the bottom of things. We're trying to absolutely get to the bottom of things. Yeah. So um, when, when he says left, don't don't think that's just, you know, because everyone has their own idea of what left is. We're certainly here just to tell you what we think and and we'll tell you mm -hmm. why we believe these things, the historical context, the reasons why, the policies, etc. So discard that more than anything and just see if you agree or not. So for the first episode, uh, I think it's pretty important that we analyze i won't say black lives matter but like rather the fight against systemic right, racism the, move, the whole generation. movement that has arisen yeah um so what are your initial thoughts so it's so we this is kind of like a continuation of kind of what we've seen i mean i mean we can say just broadly over the past you know whatever 40 years but i would say more specifically since the movement against police brutality specifically, you know, because a couple of uh, years ago in Baltimore and Ferguson, you had the killing of Michael Brown in here in uh, Miami. We actually went to Dr. Michael Kropp where uh, Trayvon Martin was enrolled and where he went to school. Trayvon Martin was killed by George Zimmerman, and that brought a lot of outrage, rightfully. And so what we're seeing now is just what I would say is kind of the zenith, the, the boiling point of what do you think now? I mean, uh, I think it has to do with the depression, and not because people are bored, but because, like, why? Like, have, people have been touching on the surface of this issue for a while. They've been talking about yes, uh, police is brutal to minorities, but why the word systemic now? Because that's kind of new. Absolutely, well, it's not new, but have you ever seen the mainstream talking about it before? Because, yeah, because this, I mean, certainly the killing of George Floyd was the the thing that set it off. But it certainly could have been just another thing about individually George Floyd and not necessarily the whole system. That like he always is, but he wasn't. But it wasn't. And that's, and that's really the question of why now, not necessarily why George Floyd, but why now, why did people sort of come to this point where they no longer accept simple concessions where they no longer accept just hey it's okay the policemen are in are in prison we're going to prosecute them but sort of this desire for hey now we have these demands that a couple of years ago people would have thought this is insane of defund police departments abolish police uh yeah. sort of restructure the whole criminal justice system i mean i have a theory i think it's that 
it's it wasn't it was never i mean yes it's a race issue superficially but on the bottom of it i think it's a class issue <laughs> i think it's a class issue because um poor communities are oppressed all over the world uh it just so happens that due to the due to the history of this country and to a lot of other things um minorities here are the ones that are poor right so i mean i think it's certainly not one or the others they're certainly intertwined and a lot of people will say no it's not about class it's about the struggle of uh, black and brown people in this country and some people will say no no it's not about that because you know that that's superficial it's about i think it's certainly you can't disregard one or the other because this country certainly is not unlike most developed countries in the world in the sense that you know france for example didn't have segregation and jim crow neither did great britain or germany i mean germany of course had their own okay had their own you know had the holocaust mm-hmm. and the the persecution of, of jews and other minorities but it certainly is both as much as a race, race issue as a class issue because i really do think that if we had proper social welfare in this country, if our government, instead of you know providing hundreds of billions of dollars to corporations yeah. during this economic catastrophe, instead of doing that, they would have certainly um, stimulated people in the sense of handing out more more checks, making sure that people are not losing their health insurance, making sure that uh, jobs are guaranteed in one way or another. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying, doesn't it make sense that uh, people start addressing systemic racism? And by the way, when I, when I think of systemic racism, I think of economic racism. So doesn't it make sense that people start talking about that as the economic system collapses and as uh, poor, minor, poor, poor, poor communities, as poor minorities get no aid from the government? Of course. Doesn't it make sense that they're like, okay, so this isn't... This isn't an issue about police brutality. Police brutality is a problem. It is, it's right, but it's not the it's not the the coming all and, and the sort of structure yeah. of it. So I mean, certainly, yeah, it's not it's not a it's not it's not a mistake that you know our politicians, certainly right wing and left wing. I mean, by right and left, I mean both Republicans and Democrats have spent mm-hmm. the whole year saying we can't afford Medicare for all. We can't afford uh, free college. We can't afford to give everybody a job. And then ironically, everybody loses their health insurance. You know, you have 40 million people that are unemployed. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly now people can't afford to make their student loan payments. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like the whole veneer of, hey, we need to be responsible about our budget went to shit because these these corporations are running out of the back with all the money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shit. Do you think it's working? Do I you think, think like the fight against systemic racism is working? What do you mean working? Like, working do you to think do we're what? accomplishing anything? What do you think is accomplishing? Yeah. I think, I think the strategy we're taking is the right one. Which strategy is that? In the sense of when we have these protests, and it's crazy that we have protests, by the way, just because we're in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, the whole year has been insane. But the fact that we have people coming out here and saying, abolish police, defund police, changes the conversation. We're no longer, you know, because if we come out here and say we want to reform the criminal justice system, the other side is going to say, okay, but not as much as you want, let's do less. So when we say give us everything, abolish the police, they're going to say, okay, not abolish police, but certainly we'll make significant changes. We are forcing their hand 
by making demands that they can't possibly meet is, is sort of what I, what I mean by that. Okay. By the way, I also don't think abolishing the police is a smart choice. Um, I'm willing to hear the argument. Right. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think... I mean, I, cer- I certainly think there are people who do think literally abolish police. But, I mean, of course, you can't have, you know, you need to have some sort of law enforcement in any society that has laws because otherwise how do you, mm-hmm. how do you stop people from taking kids off the street? How do you stop, you know, people from going 150 on the highway? Yeah. But I think uh, what they mean, what I, how I see it, I'm not going to tell you how, I, how other people see it. How I see abolish police is abolish the police as it exists now, the function of the police in our modern society, mm-hmm. which is to you know, repress poor people, brown people to sort of persecute you people. You think that's the, you think that's the point? Do you think that's a purpose of the police? I think it's an outcome, but do you think it's a purpose? I, I think the function of the modern police department is primarily to defend private property, not people. I think property. Interesting. Is, is Can why. you expand on that a little bit? So we, we'd have to look at the origins of the police department, which is, you know, the first modern sort of cops, you know, uh-huh. as we know them, started in, in England in the Victorian era. And they were, they existed mostly to put down uh, strikes, to put down worker strikes. They existed to protect factories, to get, you know, people that were drunk off the streets, to, uh, you know, take prostitutes off the streets. So I think it's both social control and, and protection of property is what our police does and so when they say abolish police how i see it is it's not that you get rid of law enforcement but that you get rid of the modern predatory police that go out there and persecute people and lock people up for drug charges lock people up for you know x and y mm-hmm. what do you think what do you think so what do you think is the perfect police the perfect i don't know i mean i don't know well, what should we strive for I don't know about perfect. So I don't know if there's any any perfect institution. Yeah. In the no, world. of course not. No, of course not. Right. But but what is the? Well, I mean, I, I just I think we need to redirect where we're putting where we're putting our focus in terms of law enforcement. Instead, because I, I I'm pretty sure it's something like half of people in federal prison are in prison for drug crimes. So that's yeah. taxpayers paying not only to capture but to prosecute and then to put in prison. It's also true that like everything since everything. That's why there's that. That's why Cornell West, the one on TV, saying there's no coming back. I'm done. I'm disappointed. I'm, uh, there's no. We can't save this country because <laughs> everything's tied to something else. The, yes. I, the 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 police department is tied to the prison system, which is tied to the politicians, which is tied to the interests. And so this is a question that I'm imposing myself as well, which is, uh, <laughs> do we give up? Do we? Do we? I think that's the major question. That's going do we right give now. up? What do we mean by that? No, do not do up? we give up. Do we? Do we destroy the system? Oh, I, I get what do you mean. Do we destroy? Do we destroy is our it, institutions? Is, is it salvageable? It's sure. about our institutions. Do we? Do we keep our institutions, or do we create brand new ones? Well, I, I certainly agree with Cornell West when he says we're at a point of no return. Like when you've gotten to this point mm-hmm. where our society is just failing on such an indefensible degree. Like, I just don't get people that think, yeah, it's fine. The country's doing good. I don't think that's most people. I don't. I don't either. But I, there's certainly. Uh, I think one thing that this movement has done is it's like at least made people realize the state of things. Yes, they're like the. the how death. how, he uh, certainly how, unexcusable it is, what? that that we have. I mean, uh, just on a broad scale, mm-hmm. how our society functions that we have 
so many people in poverty. We have so many people that have to spend so much of their money on health insurance, so much of their money on college, so much of their money making rent payments. And our democratic candidate so said he would not sign a bill to pass Medicare for all, even if the House passed it. Right. I mean, I mean, what is that? I mean, but that's just, I mean, we're going to talk about Joe Biden. Joe Biden is just not a left wing. Like if Joe Biden is. I think he's such a representative though. Of like what's happening right now. Of course. Of I mean, what the people want versus, versus what, what they Washington. want. What they want, yeah. of course. Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden, just plain simple, is not a left-wing person. <laughs> it's just not. If you told somebody anywhere other than this country, hey, that's our left-wing candidate, they'd tell you, wow, you know, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. I. Well, one of the things that's happening is that people are getting way smarter. And a lot of that's why a lot of the old politicians are crumbling. I don't think Why? I don't know if it's about it, about smart as much as it is sort of what you said before about being conscious of how it works because there's a lot of people that don't immediately experience any of the you know the cost of healthcare the cost of college the cost of rent certainly the low wages a lot of people that don't experience that but the very sort of in your face there's a black man on the street with his, with a knee on his neck for eight minutes and it took what three days for the, for them to arrest him. Sort of put a lie of, 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 hey, what allowed for this to happen? How come this guy had so many complaints about him before and nothing was done? How come, you know, there's not, you know, they talk about the good cops. Where are the, go- the, good, good, the good cops picking out? Why aren't they talking to the newspapers and the media saying, you know, I'm not okay with this. These are the problems inside our department. Let's change X and Y. No, and, and that sort of leads, I think, people to think it's deeper than this one cop being a shit person. It's a system fostering a department where people don't get prosecuted where um, where the prosecutors a lot of the time are in the same unions as the police department. Yeah. I think I think when you talk about an institution and that's the that that's that's the entire problem. It's the it's not the police. It's the not the police officer who uh, <coughs> who put his knee on <coughs> you good? I'm all right. I'm all right. All right, he doesn't have corona, we just smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely not. It's not the one police officer who who, who, who makes an error, There's right? No hole, it's, right? Huh? There's no hole. No, just go. Mm. It's, the poli- it's the police officers around him. I think that's what's the most upsetting thing for people. The fact that no one... Because if you think about it, it really is a public execution. I mean, the fact that they have... That they know for a fact people are recording. And this is not only... On, on right. I mean, this is, wait. This is not only on on. Fuck. What's his name? On um the last the the, the big one. I can't. Which is talking about the big one. Who is the, the big one? Uh, that got killed. Oh, uh, Eric Eric Garner. No. What are you talking about? No, like the one who started everything. Um, you know what I'm saying? The the one who, who Rodney King. Breathe. No, bro. Right now, like uh, George Floyd. Yeah, George Floyd. <laughs> if you think about it. George Floyd was definitely a public execution. First of all, because here's why. Number one, the police officers knew people around them were recording. For a fact. There was a crowd of people with their cell phones. Right? And they and they stood around and looked at them and kept going for for, for how long? That's Eight a very good point. Right? Because but, yeah, think, of about, course. think about the one before that. The one where the, the, the man was running. They oh, literally yeah. were the ones who rec- the 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 people who recorded the, the the event were the ones 
who were affiliated with the ones who, who murdered him. Right. They no, came, yeah. they recorded it, and then they released it. They were the ones who released it. I think it that's a very good point that, yeah, I mean, if, if, if I'm coming out here and I'm stealing a bicycle or I'm robbing some house or something and someone comes here and records me, I'm not going to keep going. But And what's the difference? That these people think they really, they, they, they had, there's no accountability. They really think nothing's going to happen to me. You know, I have my body camera. I can have another camera on me, but what's going to happen to me? I'm a cop. Who's going to come after me? Or he's, so, part, or he's part of a bigger flop. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. Did you know that TikTok is owned by China? That scares the shit out of me, The you, Chinese government? Yes. Well, not the Chinese government, but a, China, a Chinese company, which equals the Chinese government. Uh, I think the biggest joke in the world is when people say communist China. Communist China with their, with their Nike warehouses and... And they're billionaires and their business districts and all these, and all, you know, Apple doing, you know, it's, it's a joke. It's a complete and utter joke. There's no communism in China. There's business and business runs the world. But um, I, I think one thing, speaking of that, I think one thing that needs to go in order to solve these problems is the money in politics. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised people aren't talking about that. Yeah. That should be the, the main, I, I really do think, and I, and I don't make apologies, nor do I think I'm exaggerating when I think it's the, the most important issue in this country. Like everything is revolved around the fact that no matter what you do, as long as a corporation or a lobby can put, you know, a million dollars, $500,000 in the pocket of some camp of a politician's campaign, they're not going to listen to you. Why would they? They don't have to listen to you. They're not, they don't depend on you to elect them. Think about it. If you wasn't for the money interest, prisons, the prison system would be absolutely different. Yes, would be absolutely different, yes. and you can argue, you can very well argue that the that the, it's the prison system that 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 leads to all of the all of the all the police brutality. I don't know if it because what's to. the job? What's the job of a police officer? Is it to help or is it to arrest someone? To arrest. If you yeah. think about it, if you think about it, like what's the the men in Atlanta? I'm pretty sure it was all legal. I'm pretty sure a police officer legally executed a man. You know, it's, it's because he did his he did his job. But right? the, the departments have, yeah, I mean, they do encourage a lot of these officers to come out here. He says you have to arrest a certain amount of people. You have to that's, get, that's what I'm saying. Collect there's a certain a amount of fines. What? Did you know there's a quota? Of course, no. Some of these. I'm pretty prisons. sure by the end of the month, like the the um, the fines, the fines, the fines people get increased by like seventy five percent. I mean, and look at and look at these the influence of this prison. Uh, system has on our politics. Amy Klobuchar, one of the Democratic candidates, former Attorney General. Kamala Harris, former Attorney General, famously argued that, hey, we can't release all these people. We need the prison labor to keep the prisons going. Joe Biden literally wrote one of the central pieces of legislation that has made our criminal, our modern criminal justice system, the 1994 crime bill. This was written by Joe Biden. You know, and, and a lot of these things were that we need to have, and a lot of the things that were in this bill is that we need to have mandatory sentences for people, no matter the circumstances, no matter the context. We need to take away education away from inmates. This was literally in the crime bill. We can't, you know, before it was that you could you could complete an education, you could get a, a BS, you could get a, you know, a associates in prison. Now a lot of these opportunities are gone, defunded. So it it, it certainly yes, the prison, uh, the, the prison industry private prison industry and both the, other, the prison complex in this country is directly tied to our politics and directly to a lot of these politicians that are running for office. Mm -hmm. And, but I think they're touching on the money issue. Like Bernie Sanders just proposed a 10% 10, 10 cut, cut in, on the military budget. Right. 
Well, the military budget is is, is not necessary. It's not really criminal justice, but no. But I'm saying we're touching on the money issue because who's taking who's the there? most money? Who are you talking about? Who's there? I mean, mainstream. The mainstream is touching on the money issue because you think Bar- Bernie Sanders is mainstream? I mean, yeah, yeah, more than you, yeah, more I mean, than sure. You I mean, sure, yes, he's a voice of what mainstream. Sure, sure, okay. Uh, yeah. Of some mainstream, I think mainstream is becoming more intelligent. I don't know if it's about int- I mean, it's just I, I, I think I said this before. It's just I don't know if it's about intelligence as much as it is about conscious, just being conscious of, of where you live, of how well, this scares, system functions. That, that also scares me. Like when, when overnight everyone started posting, literally all of our friends started posting the same thing on Instagram. Not saying that was right or wrong. I'm just saying that it scared me. It no, how, of course. Quickly, how, how, quick, quickly, how quick the response was on social media. Yes. How quickly? I don't think. I really don't think ninety nine percent of those people thought about it. You know. And if they did, certainly not to the point that hey, I need to come out here and personally say something about it. No, of course not. Of course not. There's also the. But I I just hope people now that they jump to the right solutions because no one knows what the right solutions are concretely. But but I just hope that people don't cling on to thinking that change can come by just doing something like voting you know something like hey you know you come out here vote for joe biden in november things are going to get better trump's going to get out society's going to change we're going to get no like that's just it, it, it takes it takes getting out on the street and continuing to make bold demands concrete demands of actual structural change of actually repealing you know the crime bill making sure that we don't have mandatory minimums making sure that we have independent prosecutors for police departments, making sure that we have body cameras. And even if they're wearing their body cameras, hey, you can't turn them off. And more than anything... Yeah, people, it's not about social standards. So don't tell me what to fucking say on Instagram. Yeah. Like, there's so many people saying, this is, you shouldn't say this, you should say this, you shouldn't Yeah, this. and that's the wrong thing. I don't yeah. care. I, don't, I think that's just so counterproductive. No, yeah, you because need to talk about it's policy. Kinda, it's kind of like the... Policy. It's, it relates to the movement in recycling. You know how there's a, a big battle? in the in the in amongst recyclers because a big a big portion of people are saying don't recycle because that doesn't do anything you're just you're just you're just thinking you're just settling for 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 putting plastic on plastic bags but it really all ends up in the same place and what we need to all push for is systemic change yeah is lobbying no certainly yeah it's all it's it's certainly it touches on on the thing of people think that by individual sort of acts of look i'm progressive look i know uh, i understand you of individually look i i talk this certain way i use your your pronoun or or certainly i i you know i respect your culture and i don't wear this and i know it's sort of like you're missing the point like yes that's fine you can live your life however you want say whatever you want but if you want change in society you need to focus on policy you need to focus on making sure that we get change done in regards to how our society is governed. You know, the, the, those things and of so when we having to do with haircuts and, and, and you know, whatever. This, this, it just doesn't – it's inconsequential actually making people's lives better. I think that's the reason why we're on the left but we're not Democrats because we don't believe in – because we know Democrats aren't on the left. No, certainly not. I mean Democrats – well, I think you're touching on and, two things. Well, well, no, I, I bring this up because, um, like, I think Joe ba- Biden is all about social, um, social changes. It's all about oh, I'm gonna elect the first woman. Yeah, so of course. And that's the and that's the. And change. she's gonna be black, and I'm gonna put a black. But woman think about it. Where, where is he coming from? He's coming. He's a, who's the vice president of Obama. 
yeah. which was the same thing because Obama did. And that's what they did to him. I mean, the, the whole reason why Joe Biden was picked in the first place is, hey, Obama is this, you know, black guy with a Muslim name. He sounds a little crazy to some white people in this country. So, hey, let's put this sort of moderate white man. And how left was he? Was he anyone? No, nothing. No, they, neither of them were, were, were left in the sense that they actually challenged the status quo. Or they, you know, they had major changes to our prison system or criminal justice or, you know, God forbid our financial system, because Obama was behind yeah. handing away so much money to the same banks that crashed our country during their last recession. You know, zero accountability, but it's all—it's all sort of superficial, yes. But I'm—but it's the first black president. But I think at least people are realizing this. I mean that—and that's—and that's the number one thing I think Bernie did. Yeah, he went and he said, "Look, I can run without." money and i can run on my ideas yes and i can run without any 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 flashy stuff i can run on telling people we need free college we need to raise yeah. the wages i don't even you need know? to tell you what what's right to say or, no, or how to address not. somebody i'm just gonna sort of that sjw uh, those mannerisms and that stuff that doesn't that is yeah and that, that by concrete. the way that i think is another reason why it's important uh for independent media and that's why we kind of decided to that's why i kind of I've been wanting to make a podcast like this for a long time because there's so few there's so few people that speak to you without uh, without a, another interest behind without them. their interest behind like when you listen when you turn on CNN you can hear you don't hear people you hear you hear information processed and coming yes. out of a mouth of and sometimes that information comes literally from the government. Yeah, or from because it's a corp. You have to realize CNN at the end of the day, they're a major corporation. Their interest is to sell, you know, to, to meet their profit margins, to make sure like that, the, that people are watching the show, not the, if, whether it's true or not, or whether you know if it's government sources or it's their own investigation, which they don't do a lot of. Here, the biggest critic uh, that I've gotten from boomers, and <laughs> I'm not saying this in a derogatory way. I'm just Gen Z. I'm sorry. Is that uh, protests were violent? Uh, protests. The, the the Black Lives Matter protests were violent. They uh, they they're not they're breaking things. They're putting setting things on fire. How many of the not the looting, right? But how many of the actual you've been to protests? How many mm-hmm. of the protests in, in in Florida have turned violent? I mean, listen, I've been to three protests and, and, and you know and, and since. Or how many started as violent? Because we know but, for a fact that it's as there big. has been violence, sure. But it's not, that's not the point. And most of the violence that has occurred at these protests has not been from the protesters, it's been from the police. It's been, I mean, the whole suppression started, hey, the protest started in, originally in Minneapolis the day after, you know, George Floyd was killed. And what did you have the police do? They had come out here and then they started shooting tear gas. They started coming and beating people up, started arresting people. So if, if you have a right to protest in this country, why do you have always the police at the ready to suppress these protests? To, to, to come out here and, and enforce these curfews that God knows that they're even, you know, constitutional. City government tells you you got to go home by eight. Why? Why? How is that constitutionally, uh, you know, how is that legal? Honestly, how, how, are you, how do you have the right to suppress these protests? And so that's not, that's what you're missing. That the response from people has been violent, not only to the underlying causes, but because of the brutal reaction from our police. All right, so now let's bring it to the uh, twenty twenty election. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we've gone from the point. I mean, I just think this is crazy. We started with what twenty something, twenty three candidates in the Democratic primary, 
And, you know, who did we end up out of all those people? Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. I mean, come on. And then listen, it's just, it's just, this guy can't even speak sometimes. This guy just says, it's just incoherent, comes out here and just blabbers about, oh, I was in the pool and I had my legs up in the, uh, up in the hair was, you know, it's like. People are trying to downplay the fact that he has dementia or at least some kind of mental problems by saying like, oh, well, there's no evidence for that. Like, he's oh, no, old. he's just old. Well, he's just, just kind of nice. Isn't that, like, if that's the problem, wouldn't that be a a, a big I mean, problem. I know? mean, certainly, if you see some of the way some of the things, it's not, they're not slip ups, bro. They're very, you know, they're, they're, it's very serious what's going on with this man, and, and no one wants to talk about it. And certainly the media has not said anything about it. William like, Cat- what worries me is that we're going to have the same exact situation as we have now, where Trump is not, Trump is not being, Trump is not ruling right now. Trump doesn't have enough time to be tweeting all day. And then talk, and then and then convincing governors to to keep the statues, and then yeah. and he doesn't have the time to do all that. And on top of that, govern a country in the middle of a pandemic and economic no, depression. No, certainly not. I mean, this guy Trump, and race tensions. Like he, fuck, bro. We, we know <laughs> we know from reporting that he's not the one that's he's not the one that's doing the job. He's got well, what's the major he's thing? Not, if you but, ask him, if you ask Trump, what's the major thing that he's done? Yes. He'll tell you the judges. No, not even. What else? The like, economy. Yeah. What What did he pass? Huh? What What's, what's the big thing that he passed? Oh, the tax. Cut. The only thing the tax cut. The tax which was cut. clearly made by Wall Street. Made by Wall Street. Served Wall Street. Served him certainly. And it's probably going to be the same. And thing. and what did, what did we get with that, bro? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, just ridiculous giveaway to the rich. Almost no one felt the effect of that stuff. And that's his main accomplishment after our economy has, has completely and utterly collapsed. And I saw on the other day that on the long term, people who make less than seventy thousand uh, dollars a year end up losing money. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do over over a long term period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's just we just know, wish Joe, like when it's, 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 yes, this is people, our choice. You know, Joe Biden or Donald Trump at this point. Joe Biden, a man who is behind some of the worst aspects of our criminal justice. You know, war hawk. Fiscal hawk, these guys are just complete and another right winger. And at this point, he's not even competent enough for the for the office. You know, that's without even talking about his sexual abuse cases. And then everything I just told you applies to Donald Trump. I mean, what is the what is the option here? It's definitely something. I mean, it's definitely something I'm in struggle with. Um, yes, absolutely. like do I do I do I become part of the solution and vote Biden and guess because because I know I get that Biden's way more left than. Hillary I mean, Clinton, search. right? I get all that. I don't know if I bought Hillary but, Clinton. Well, you but I'm saying far I, more left than Hillary Clinton. You think that? Yeah, far Just, more left. I, I mean, Hillary Clinton. I mean, I don't. I really don't think so. I mean, what are the what is the difference in in, in there? Because I mean, they, Hillary they convinced Hillary to say okay, fifteen dollar minimum wage, and and the, you know the Democrats are trying to do that. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully they do end up doing that. But in terms of of healthcare, she, you know, same thing. Well, Not let's see. What, what, Medicare what, for all. what are the things that we need? We need relief for families, of course. Which is not for some reason. Uh, millions of people lost their twenty million people lost their job. Their health care. Forty million. Their, I mean, forty million. Their, their, yeah. their job, their health care, everything else, and they're not getting relief. No, they're not getting. We got aid. one check. We got one check. Two months so ago. Definitely, we need that because uh, real soon, it's gonna get bad for those people. And, well, it is, and it's already terrible. For it's already people. getting bad, and you don't hear about it. Uh, 
but the majority of the country is suffering. I yeah. s- yeah. there's 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 food lines now that are huge that like, you can't see the end of the cars. No, you can't. But you turn on the TV, you know, listen, you don't hear. No, you don't see that. You have no you idea. Of course, you don't see. So it. definitely one of the things that we need from president, the next president from the next administration is relief. Not, I don't think we're getting that. I don't think we're getting that with either administration. Certainly not. I, I think. I mean, I think Joe Biden will will be substantially better in the environment, I think, which is, I think, something that we need to keep in mind as well. I guess. I mean, in that... Because Trump is just so monstrous in his his environmental policies. I mean, just completely and utterly just does not even recognize that there's a problem going on in in terms of climate change, in terms of all all these disasters and all this, you know, warming of the seas and stuff. He doesn't believe in any of that. So that's just monstrous for our future in, in the very in the short term right and that's what i'm struggling with right now of course and, and it certainly like, is fuck because it's like um i'm trying to think of a good metaphor um it's it's kind of like being a a, a kid who, and their their your parents are beating up on you and you can either Go with one or the other, yeah. And you can either go with one or the other one, or you can leave. But if you leave, the situation is going to be It's just going to be even worse for you. So certainly, I don't think you should leave. Everybody needs to come out here and vote. For Biden? Vote? No, not for Biden. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to come out here and say you need to vote for Biden, because I don't believe that. I don't think that's going to help. It's just, I think Trump, at the end of the day, it was not an accident. This guy came as a result of yeah, our of decaying society, came as a result of the failures of the both parties, you know. Trump wouldn't have won if it wasn't for those disaffected, uh, marginalized people in, in the Midwest who've lost their jobs, who've had their livelihoods collapse. And what you need above all is people who think, people who aren't willing to sell themselves. Right. So, um, and so it's hard for yeah. And so it's hard, huh? What? The construction. Well, you need these people. We'll cut it out. I mean, whatever. It's fine. We'll cut it out. We'll just cut it out. Yeah. Uh, let me try to get my footing. What, what were we talking? I completely lost it right now. I just took a hit on the lost. <laughs> Shit. Um. Fuck. We're talking about the election. Oh, of course we were. I mean, the last thing I said is that Trump would have won, wouldn't have won if it wasn't for the people in Michigan who lost their jobs and shit. Okay, but my point was like, you know, Trump came as a result of the failures of the both parties. So if you just revert back to literally just establishment. Completely corporate, completely sell, sold out, incompetent. I mean, he's not even going to be the one governing. You have to be realize if you if you think Biden is a better option to Trump, I don't blame you. I don't blame you, and I'm not. I'm, I'm, and certainly, I think Trump is a disaster, complete and utter disaster, I mean, right wing monster. So obviously, option. do not vote for him. But that's but, not what it's about. It's not about whether Biden is a better option or not. No, and the, what it's about, about that whether... he's not going to be governing. That guy is not mentally competent. You really think that guy's going to be in charge of crafting policy? But you even, wouldn't want him to, even even if he was. Even without but, getting into that, it's about do we settle for Biden, right? Or do we not? Or do we not? I don't think we should. And it's kind I of don't the, think we should. It's kind of the same question as like, do we bring our institutions down? Do we settle for our institutions? And try to change them and try to get as much as we can. Is this just a part of the political process, or are we just brainwash? Are we just, yeah. or, or are we supposed to to end it all? <laughs> I understand, man. I don't think it's, we're going to be able to end it all. Not even end, not anytime soon. But I, I do think if you vote for Joe Biden, you're just surrendering your power. All the power that you have is your vote. And if you come out here and say to this guy, it's fine that, you know, you don't support these progressive policies. It's fine that you're corrupt. It's fine that you're 
supportive of all these wars and all the and all this endless military spending and you know being for the healthcare industry and whatnot if we just say that's fine because you're better than trump we're not going to get anything out of it we're not going to get anything out of that that's going to going to enable them to continue governing in that way, to continue to give us nothing, to continue to support these repressive institutions. And how far is he going to so go as far as organize. climate change? He's going he's, to he's he's put regulations back, but is he going to go after the, the corporations no. that are causing this mess? No, of course That's not. what needs to happen. And is he going to put you know, massive investments in, in green industry like we need? No, of course not. He won't. Of course he won't. And the people that delude themselves and think that this is going to happen, I mean, I, I hope, I, I'm hopeful, but I don't, I don't, I'm, I just don't think it will happen because these interests are behind Biden. You have many, many Republicans now. I don't know if you've seen anti-Trump Republicans, you know, former George W. Bush employees, you know, people in his administration. You've had Romney, you know, you've had Bush said he's not going to come out. So that you have a lot of right-wing money that's coming into Bush, and we're not going to have any any substantial change in environmental policy. Of course not. It will be better than, than Trump because at least we'll have, you know, the Paris Climate Accords. I'm sure he'll put in people in the EPA that are, you know, at least not crazy right-wing coal industry lunatics like Trump has in his EPA. But it's it, it won't be anything in the long term that, 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 that is what we need for, to stop climate change, no. Why can we pass a law that gets money out of politics? Why can we do that? Because the Supreme Court ruled in Citizens United that money so you'd have to you'd have to get judges in the supreme court that overturned that decision interesting yeah citizens united or not even not get money out of politics because you need their donations that's not what i'm saying no but get but just corporate, get corporate yes yes because it's abs it's absurd it's absurd that um no, that as a, that, that we have politicians who can uh get elected because of corporations and then serve their favorite and then serve of course because they, they create these massive super packs and they just pour in all this money to support their corporate interests and at the end of the day no matter who you elect so do you, like why do you think i was having this conversation with someone who was telling me um that's not what's happening what's happening is that corporations are uh are giving their money because they they support a they support the market and they want politicians to support the free market it's not at all what's happening. It's not at all what's happening. There's, I think most candidates, I think 90, I think 100% of our representatives support a free market. I think all the representatives in Congress, I don't know. I mean, we have a couple I mean, left-wing people in Congress now. We have look, all I'm the saying, squad, we have AOC all I'm saying and is Ilhan Omar and all these people. I don't know if they're necessarily in favor of the free market as it, as it is, but I don't know if they're... Of course, but all I'm saying is... They're certainly not strong you, enough to challenge it. If you take a bunch of money from a corporation and use that money to get elected mm -hmm. and then vote in favor of things uh, for that corporate... Or, or in, vote for things that favor that corporation or that that corporation wants, what is that to you? It's not democracy. What is that? That's not you? democracy. That's, that's oligarchy right there. You don't have the people deciding what goes on. You have corporate interests... Pulling levers, putting people in, you know. But here, the reason why spending massive amounts of money to back their candidates, and the reason why CNN. So you don't have functional democracy when you have all this money. But problems. you know something interesting. The reason why CNN and Fox don't discuss these things is because that's what they did. That's what they did. Like, you know the story about the Murdochs. Of course. The people who so the people who own Fox, um, 
were based in Australia. They were like a, a really right-wing uh, news channel. Um, and what they would do is that they would basically do propaganda for free for a candidate. <laughs> then they would get uh, that candidate elected and that candidate would um, allow them to expand, right? They did that in Australia. They expanded. Then they went to Britain. And in Britain, you could only have, like, there was a limit to how big a news uh, mm-hmm. uh, company could be. What, what did what did they do? They made publicity for Margaret Thatcher. And when Margaret yes, Thatcher yes, won, yes. yeah, those regulations went to shit. <laughs> what did they do oh, after Margaret that? Thatcher they came to Christ. the United States. Yeah. And they did the same thing with Nixon. And so, and that's I don't right. know. And that's the right-wing media machine, certainly. Uh, and, and it's certainly been very, very helpful to defend all the atrocities and all the, you know, corrupt all the corruption of the Trump administration. It's been very effective and been manufacturing wars, supportive of, of our of our uh, very imperialistic foreign policy under Bush. Even now, don't you think it's crazy that? Like we're still discussing with all these chaos that's going on at home, we're still discussing like our wars outside. Mm, oh yeah, certainly. Like, yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. We have a massive pandemic going on. Oh, but you need to go uh, have troops in Cameroon. Like it's something that we discuss on like a daily what? basis. Like what? Why do we have troops in all these countries when we have a pandemic going on? Why? why? Like it's it's just, and it's just always the government pursuing its strategic interests. And it's corru- and the corruption of these corporations at the yeah. expense of everybody else. Of course. Of course. Because anyway. that's how this country has functioned during its entire life. We repress third world countries. We exploit their resources. We put in dictatorships. We support terrorist groups there to, to, to kill people and to kill protesters and whatnot. They're all over Latin America. We Do you destroy think- the Middle East. Remember the Venezuela coup? Oh, of course. Do you think that was Trump? The one, the one. Why do you mean Juan Guaido? What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Do you think that was Trump? Yeah, of course that was Trump. Do you remember how the? He was very deeply involved with it. Yeah. Can you tell tell him the evidence? The evidence? Well, I mean, Juan Guaido literally said he spoke with Mike Pence the day before he was going to inaugurate himself. Like, 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 what are you? Like, no, but then all of the ties that the people who actually tried to do the coup had to to Donald Trump. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the the, the 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 idiots that went in there in that boat yes. and tried to kill. Oh, of course, bro. Although, oh, those were literally next- yeah mercenaries who used to who used to be security at Trump rallies. Are you kidding me? Like that's yeah. something out of a bad movie, bro. Like, that's, like awful. Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> that was crazy. I'm like, what? That's ridiculous. It's so. I mean, they thought it was gonna work. Fourteen yeah. people in a boat land in the fucking port. They get caught by fishermen and immediately arrested. Like, what is it? And then they had apparently they had a whole plan and about. Trump's like, I have no idea. And it's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, nothing to do with me. No, no. <laughs> but then you turn up. But then you heard it on the news, and it was like, oh, group of fishermen try to overtake uh, oppressive government government in Venezuela, and then that's it. And then yeah. that was most news. That was most news. I mean, uh, wait, I mean, what the hell is going? Oh, on? okay. Them. I mean, you know, Maduro is awful, terrible. I mean, what's going on in Venezuela? But it's I mean, about but, but you think the U.S. government should be sending hiring goons, little like cartoonish goons, to go out there to Venezuela to try to kill Maduro? Like, the United States should be anywhere, and the United States shouldn't be anywhere 
but at home trying to fix their issues, right? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, certainly to, we can engage. Of course, we need to engage with the rest of the world. But I'm just saying, not militarily. Not, you know, no, not certainly not in the imperialistic way that we do now. In the in the domineering, you know, fighting for corporate interests abroad, how we do it. Because no. meanwhile, while all these happens, while millions and millions of Americans lose their job and and so many of them are going to starve, while all these happens. The war machine keeps the going. The war machine keeps growing. There's no. It's not like, like it's not like they diverted money from it. It's like, guys, no. guys, we need to put some at home. Guys, we got problems. No. You know? People are starving. No. People are seven hundred and eighty-seven. What is it? Some, I don't expected, know how much. But it's more than seven hundred billion dollars. The military budget. Are you kidding me? There's an expected 20 percent unemployment rate in the United oh. States. You realize what that money could do? I don't know. What I think, too, is to that the what? next war is yeah. that the next to fight war, one enemy. I think so the I mean, next war is not going to be uh, with soldiers. It's going to be with media, and it's going to be with propaganda, and it's going to be with subversive forms of uh, dividing people. And I think that's already happening. The next. That's war, what I was yeah. saying before when I said that I'm. Like I'm scared that China owns <laughs> that TikTok is a Chinese company. Oh, I mean Google. Yeah, I mean Google and. And, and Amazon, I mean, and Facebook, I mean, the, the power that they have over our discourse, the power to just say, we're going to censor this, we're going to take this person out, we're not going to let this person speak. I mean, Twitter, Facebook are, you know, the way that billions of people move around. And, and who's in control of those of, of that of that platform? A corporation, Mark Zuckerberg. But I like that yeah. about the internet because... That it's, it's, ran, by, it's ran by oligarchs? <laughs> No, <laughs> that, that is a free platform for now. You think? I think it's becoming I think it's more becoming and more censored. More and more censored, yeah, absolutely. But hey, if you like this, subscribe because that's exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah, we need to bring we need to bring the media back to the people. Certainly, yeah, we're, we need to report things from and and we we need we just need to break the control that the mainstream media has over people. We need to stop corporate media just putting out their narratives and reporting whatever they want. So, Anyways, I think that was a good uh, first episode. Yeah, You got to know a lot of reviews. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you if you like any If you of just like any of this. Um, and check out our blog, the, the New Dose with a Z on the internet. Uh, should go up pretty soon. And yeah. and yeah, if you like, come back. No more plug. Thank you.